Well, let's welcome back Coach Bruton. Coach, do you have team updates for us? You know, no, no real major team updates. Just, uh, just getting ready to play at Rockford, and you know, another opportunity to uh, to get on the field. And you know, we need it right now. We, we had a really tough loss last week and a really uh, emotional loss. So, you know, just looking forward to playing again and, and uh, trying to get that bad taste out of our mouth. Well, let's talk about that game. I mean, you dominate that in virtually every category that you could talk about, with the exception of the score. And I'm curious, as a coach. What what do you say to the team when they do everything that seems to go right and, and the result just doesn't work out the way you're looking for? Yeah, I mean we we uh, you know, we had I think we were about plus 300 in total yards. We we were plus two in turnovers. We scored on defense. Um, so yeah, you, you kind of look back and you kind of wonder how it didn't go the way we wanted it to go. And uh, you know I think the message is just winning is hard and and it comes down to so many little things and. Um, you know, so many points in the game, if we had, you know, executed a little bit better or called a little bit better play or, um, you know, there's so many different things you can look back to and say, if we had just done one more thing, uh, you know, I think the result could have been and would have been different. So it's frustrating. Um, but, but again, we, we can't change the result now. The only thing we can do is, is change kind of how we prepare and uh, how we improve and, and what we can do going forward. And, and that's still the message. It's, you know, it's the first conference game and, you know, starting 0-1 is certainly less than ideal, um, but there's still a ton of season left. And, you know, we still have, you know, almost 90% of our conference season left, and, and we still have a ton of stuff to play for. Now it's about getting back on track this week and, and, uh, and finding a way to get a win down at Rockford, and, and we'll feel a lot better about ourselves if we can do that. Now, I'm eating a little crow here because I was telling you last week that I, I wasn't incredibly impressed with your receiving core, but they come up with another huge game for for you this last week. I mean, this group looks like they're just if, – if Robbie throws the ball their way, they're just going to come up with a play. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a group that's really improving. Um, there's a lot of depth in that group. A kid like uh, Keon Willis, you know, the first couple of weeks uh, didn't really do much, you know, didn't really get on the field a ton for us, but was a guy that we really were excited about. Um, he's a transfer receiver from Loris, and uh, he came up huge. You know, he had, I think, four catches for about 60 yards, but big catches. You know, we went to him on a – a key third and five, and he made a big play. And um, you know, him, you know, obviously Colby Cohen had a big game. Uh, you know, Zay continued to uh, to do some big things, stretching vertical. Uh, Caleb Besaw has been kind of the most consistent guy, kind of a more a possession guy for us. But Caden um, Calcary as a freshman had a big catch late that, uh, you know, got us in really good position late in the game. And he's been really outstanding um, in our age position as a blocker. And he's improving kind of week to week. And, getting so much better. So, you know, a ton of good things uh, from that group. And, and it, I think it's a group that um, is going to continue to get better. There's a group of freshman receivers that, you know, really haven't seen the field at all uh, for us on Saturdays. You know, we had a couple of JV games, but those guys are going to be really, really good as well. So, um, yeah, much better depth than we've had in the past of that position and really quality depth. As you look on this contest, big interception at the end of the first half that is returned for a touchdown, then an interception on the next play, but they're able to make a stop on you guys there at the end. As you're watching as a coach, did you feel like you know the team needed to, to get at least some points out of that to ensure that you're kind of going for the jugular early? Yeah, I mean, it definitely flipped some momentum. And, um, you know, we had a situation at the end of the half where they took some time off the clock and um, – I still really don't understand the explanation to that or, or what the situation was. And, you know, I, I think we got, you know, cheated out of some time there at the end of the half. Um, 
you know, we probably should have kicked the field goal, and that's my mistake. You know, with three seconds to go, we thought we had a matchup we liked. Um, Going to try to give, uh, you know, Xavier Thomas a chance on kind of a, a fade ball, a back shoulder fade, and, and uh, he slipped off the break, and it's one of those unfortunate things. And, um, you know, but looking back, I think, you know, trying to get the three might have been the right call there with three seconds. Um, you know, originally we had six seconds, and the plan was to throw a quick fade ball and then kick the field goal. Um, and then when the change came late after the timeout, we didn't didn't really um, didn't adjust fast enough. We should have went field goal there uh, right away. And, um, and that, again, that, that's my mistake. But you could you could kind of feel the momentum a little bit. Um, you know, if we if we can score there, you know, even if we get go up ten, um, the way we finished the half, you know, we had the pick six and then the pick the next play, and then if we can get points, you know, we had a lot of momentum at that point. Uh, they felt pretty good. I think going in only down seven, um, then they got the ball. And I, I really thought the start of the second half um, was the one series our defense just really didn't play with a ton of energy and, and emotion. We were just a little flat coming out of the half, and I don't know if that was a, a byproduct of the way the first half ended or just something we need to change at halftime. Um, but I w- really wasn't happy with that series of downs defensively. They went down and scored and made it 21-21 and kind of, kind of, you know, really felt like the momentum had flipped at that point. And, and we talk a lot about it, like, psychologically. When you're in a one-score game at the half, um, the next score is the, the huge score. You know, if we go up two scores, um, we feel like we're, we're in really good shape. We did that the week before against BV. We got the ball first. We took a three-point game and made a 10. Um, but when they were able to tie it, now it feels like there's a lot more game pressure on us and they have the momentum. And, yeah, it just was a really unfortunate really unfortunate end of the half. And I wish we would have had the, the extra three seconds like we should have. Um, you know, but but again, it's those things that happen in the game that you have to adjust and just kind of overcome. Players you want to recognize from the game? Yeah, you know, I think uh, Robbie was awesome. You know, he's he's kind of doing everything for us right now. Um, we really, really struggled to run the ball, and, and uh, you know, our, our offensive line didn't play very well, uh, if I'm being honest, and and have to play a lot better. Uh, I think we, we handed the ball to our running backs 19 times, and we only gained 38 yards out of those attempts. You know, so as a result, we had to become very pass-heavy. Um, and then Robbie obviously be, kind of became our run game. We went almost all empty in the fourth quarter, um, just emptied out the backfield because we weren't having success running the ball and just said, hey, if we, we thought we were better off spreading them out and allowing Robbie to kind of become the runner. So uh, he was fantastic. I mean, it just can't say enough, career-high passing, but also – um, just the toughness, the leadership. You know, he picked up the, the late fourth and seven that gave us a shot. Um, thought he had a couple good throws into the end zone on that last series that gave us a shot. They would have been really tough catches, but but gave us a shot and um, just did a lot of great things. So I was really proud of the way he played. Um, you know, defensively, um, you know, I, I thought Carlos Ozels was was really good. He had the pick six. Had a couple tackles for loss, had a sack, was kind of all over the field, and, and I thought really played a good game. Um, you know, we suffered an injury during warm-ups, um, you know, a pretty significant non-contact injury to Leandre Townsend, who's a senior for a senior linebacker starter. Uh, it's going to cause him to miss the rest of the season. And it was, you know, tough for us. He was the guy that uh, had an injury week one. He missed week two um, and came back and, and is really a leader for us on defense. And he went out and it, it took a lot of wind out of our sails. I thought during, you know, right at the end of warmups, kind of going into the locker room before the start of the game. And, uh, I thought Carlos played really well though, and kind of reinvigorated us on defense a little bit. Um, and then the kicking game, uh, Leo, our kicker, I thought had an outstanding game. So, uh, 
you know, really with our kickoff, sometimes it goes unnoticed, but just placing the ball where we want it. Um, he had a touchback, had a couple where they fair caught because, you know, we were really placing the ball well. Uh, went four for four on the extra points. Um, did have the one field goal attempt that he, he pushed a little bit left, but I'm really happy with the way he's developing as a kicker, and, and we're doing good things in that area. Well, let's talk about Rockford this week. Your initial thoughts on the contest. Yeah, it's always a tricky game uh, going down to play down there. They're, they're the only school in the conference that plays on a grass field. Um, so for, for a lot of our guys, you know, we, we have some guys that haven't played on a grass field in two, three, four years. Um, so it's a little different. Um, you know, the atmosphere down there is usually pretty subdued. It's usually not a huge crowd. We won't travel a great crowd. Um, and then they have some talented kids. You know, their quarterback, uh, Jalen Ray, uh, is one of the leaders in the country right now in passing yards. It feels like he's been there like a decade. It uh, feels like we've been facing him for a long time. And uh, they do a lot of things offensively where they really try to um, put you in tough positions with shifts and motions. And um, they run about 40 different formations. So they're going to line up a bunch of different ways. And really, you have to be very disciplined in your checks, uh, very disciplined in, in your eye discipline, um, and all the movement that they're going to do pre-snap. So uh, that's a real challenge. Defensively, you know, they've shown the last couple of weeks they've been much more willing to play a lot of man coverage, a lot of press man coverage. And then with that, they're bringing five or six in the blitz package. So uh, they just do some things that really challenge you and, and, and make you have to be very disciplined and, and uh, very buttoned up on your assignments and things like that. You know, we're going to have to change some of our protection rules uh, with their pressure schemes. And um, so, yeah, it's going to be a big challenge. I think for us, the key is, you know, can we emotionally bounce back after last week? Can we handle the travel? You know, it's the first time we'll have an early morning travel trip. Uh, it's about a three, almost a three-hour trip for us. And then can we just handle the conditions? You know, can we, uh, can we bring our own emotion, bring our own energy, or are we going to let the circumstance of the game and the day dictate kind of our energy? And that's a challenge. It's a challenge for, uh, you know, for us as coaches. It's a challenge for our team. Uh, but we talked a lot about that. And, you know, I expect us to be ready, um, and hopefully we'll play very well. This is a team that's been in a lot of close games this season, and I wonder, as a coach, do you have to prep your team of, hey, this this game could very well come down to the wire, so we got to play 60 minutes and be focused the entire time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're, they're a team that um, traditionally has been near the bottom of our league standings. Uh, they're a team that we've traditionally had, had good success against. So you, you guard against that as well. You know, you don't want to go in. You want to go in confident but not overconfident. Um, you want to make sure you show them the right level of respect. You know, we've traditionally played them late in the year, you know, kind of with the conference standing. So, you know, sometimes when you play a team late in the year and they've had a tough year, you know, by week nine or week ten, there's just not a whole lot of fight left in a team. Um, I think playing them earlier this year is going to be a little different as well. You know, they're, uh, they've been in three close games. They won one of them. Uh, they have two losses by a touchdown each. Um, so I, I think they're going to be ready for a really good effort. You know, it's their uh, conference home opener. Um, and, and, again, I, I think they're looking at us. You know, we're a one-and-two football team, and I'm sure they're saying this is one we can get. So, you know, I expect we're going to get a really good effort from Rockford, and, and then we have to be ready to match that or exceed that, you know, with our effort and our energy. And we talked about it. You know, we're not going to hide. You know, we're, we don't lie to our guys about it. You know, there's there's some natural – instinct or inclination, I think, to, to not be maybe as focused for a game like this, and, and we can't let that happen. We have to be um, really ready to play when we kick this thing off. Now, you were talking about the fact that they come after you a lot of times, five, six guys blitzing, which puts Robbie in a position to have to make a lot of plays with his length, but, but they've been vulnerable to that this season. So do you see that as giving you kind of an advantage because of the quarterback you have? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, I, I think 
Um, you know, they've been very willing, like I said, to play cover zero, to play cover one, to bring kind of some all-out pressures. Uh, it's a little bit harder to do against a mobile quarterback. You know, when you have when you have five, four or five guys in man coverage, and now your quarterback makes somebody miss in the backfield, you know, all of a sudden that can become a huge run. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what their game plan is and how they want to mix it up. You know, they've, uh, from week one to week three, kind of progressively every week gotten more aggressive. Um, and, again, you don't know how much of that is game plan dependent, how much of that is um, the opponent they're playing, or, or just kind of how they're evaluating their own personnel. So, you know, we'll get a feel, I think, pretty early in the game for how they want to play us. Uh, but, yeah, he's going to have to, you know, he's done a really good job of that, but he's going to have to make us right, you know, at some point in the game with, with their blitz package. And um, we're going to miss an assignment or they're going to bring six and we only have five protecting, things like that. And uh, we're fortunate to have a guy back there that can do that, that can, you know, make you right, can can avoid. Um, and he's so smart. You know, he understands, obviously, our protection schemes very well, uh, but he also understands kind of how teams are attacking us. So he sees things very well. So that, that's the one benefit when you have a quarterback that's a really a student of the game, he's a coach's kid. Um, you know, he definitely gets it. And, and sometimes, you know, he knows where the free rush is going to come from and knows the guy that he's going to have to kind of evade and or when he has to get the ball out quick and things like that. Well, let's jump into fan questions this week, and we'll start with Josh, who says, it seems at this point in the season that you do not have a lot of confidence in your kicking team right now, and I know that you are a gambler, so I'm just curious, even if you believe that your kicker could have hit a late field goal to tie the game up, would you still have gone for it for the victory against Concordia? Yeah, I think on that part of the field, with the amount of time we have left, we, we were looking to win the game. Um you know, we were on the right, I think the seven-yard line is fourth and one when we went for it. Um, we had about 25 seconds. If that was a situation where maybe there was eight seconds where maybe we were only going to get one or two plays, um, field goal would have, would have definitely been a, 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 an option. Um, you know, we had missed the one early in the game, and, and I think the, the big thing with the kicking game is it's, it's not just the kicker. You know, it's the snapper, it's the holder, it's the protection. You know, there's a lot of different pieces that have to go into place, and you know, our philosophy late was, uh, or my philosophy calling the offense was, you know, we're going to put the ball in our best player's hand and, and allow him to, to win or lose the game. And, and uh, Robbie certainly did not lose the game for us. Uh, you know, he got, he got stuffed on that last run. We didn't block very well. Um, you know, kind of had some guys driven back into the quarterback. But I feel really confident that if we give him the ball to get one yard, um, you know, chances are he's going to make it happen. You know, and then we get two or three shots to win the game, you know, with, with passing the ball in the last 20 seconds. So that was the philosophy. Um, you know, again, obviously it's, it's a little bit of hindsight when you don't, when you don't make it and you get stuffed. And uh, Concordia's nose tackle was a heck of a player, and he made a really good play. Um, they they kind of stuffed it up and, and made it really tough inside. So, you know, you can always look back and say maybe we should have kicked. But, you know, I, I, I think if we were in that situation again, I know, it, you know, I would have called uh, – Maybe a different play, but we would have went for it for sure. Larry says, I'm not looking to try to create some controversy, but I'm going to call something the way it is. That Concordia looks like they play a little cheap. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to touch that one. Um, you know, it was, it's a rivalry game, and, and I think both teams were emotional. And, um, you know, there were some plays that I thought, you know, could have been called differently. And, and, you know, we talked about the situation at the end of the first half. I thought there was a, you know, I'm, I'm really still not sure what happened. Um, you know, they, they said the clock didn't start on time. Um, when you review the film, the, the clock absolutely did start on time. The, you know, the eight seconds are taking off the clock and the play took seven and we called a timeout. So 
um, you know, there's always situations in the game where, where things might have been called differently. And, um, you know, it's a rivalry game, so it, it was a little chippy at times on both sides. And I'm sure there, there's probably some plays they would look back and say, hey, that could have been a late hit or that could have been, um, you know, called differently on our end too. So, uh, you know, we're respectful of what they do. You know, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's a rivalry game, and, and they've gotten the better of us the last two years. And um, I anticipate we go there next year, it's going to be the same type of game. It's going to be a close game that comes down to the wire. And, Sure, there's going to be some chippiness to it, and, and, and you know both teams that just really want to win and want to beat the other team. You know, and that's what makes a good rivalry. Bruce says Deion Sanders yeah. in Colorado off to a three and zero start. Do you see them having a huge season, and for him to be heading to the pros? Uh, he's doing a great job. I, I think there's no way you can look at it and, uh, and and say otherwise. You know, I think this week they're going to run into a little different animal. You know, going to Oregon, and, and I think Oregon's going to be really ready to play and. I think Hunter Travis Hunter is going to be out for Colorado, so I'll be really interested to see um, if Colorado can sustain this. You know, it looked like against Colorado State, um, they were running out of gas a little bit, um, especially in the, early in that game. Just didn't seem like they had the same energy, and, and it's hard. It's hard to do it week after week after week when now the spotlight's on you all the time. Um, and, and I think that's you know it's going to be a little different for them. Um, you know, now they, I think they have Oregon and USC the next two weeks, and I, I think it's going to be you know really tough those two games. But you know, they've already exceeded expectations. I think that any reasonable person had for them, and I think they're going to be in a bowl game, obviously. And and, and you know I think it's going to be a really great year uh, for, for that program. And I think it's just going to continue to grow. I think you know their ability to recruit, their ability to be a destination for transfers is going to be uh, significant in their growth. And, and I think that program is going to be really tough the next couple of years. Uh, now, whether Dion decides that's where he wants to be long term, I, I you know I have no idea. Um, seems like he's enjoying it now, uh, but you know I don't know. You know, and, and part of it is you know I don't know how the, his style you know does that translate to to a professional atmosphere. I don't know. You know I don't know enough about coaching in the NFL, obviously, but uh, you know, I think he's, he's done a great job. There's no way you can you know criticize uh, the results. Clint says, you talked last week about how you don't think that Fields is the answer in Chicago. Is that something you can just tell because you've been a coach for all this time? Yeah, I think a little bit. I think, um, to me, it just doesn't seem like he processes fast enough. Um, and that's such a huge part of playing quarterback. And you know, I think it's a little unfair in the sense that I don't think he's been well coached. Um you know, I don't think they're playing to his strengths. You know, the offense doesn't seem to really have any rhythm, and uh, you know, they were they were short playmakers in the past. I think they're they're a little better there now. The offense line has never been great, um, but you can just see kind of some of the some of the clips. You know, and it doesn't seem like he anticipates receivers coming open. It doesn't seem like he anticipates the windows. You know, he's holding the ball, waiting to see somebody be open. In the in the NFL, you can't do that. You have to throw and anticipate openings, and you have to throw two openings, you have to throw receivers open and things like that. So um, it just doesn't seem to me like he processes fast enough, um, and as a result, he holds the ball, and as a result, then, you know, that's where last year you saw a lot of the, the highlights he had were on broken plays where he makes something happen with his legs, and now he seems even a little bit hesitant to do that. And, I, you know, I think some of the comments you saw yesterday, it looks like they're trying to make him more of a pocket passer, and it's just not playing to his strength. So, um I just don't see it. You know, I, I think that's things that by year three, usually you start to see guys pick up the speed of the game and process it faster, and he, he just isn't. So that's what I say. I, I just don't see it happening for him, and, and I don't think he's the answer, um, you know, for the Bears long term. Now, will he get better? I think he will. 
Um, but I don't see him being a, a guy that's a top, you know, 10, 12 quarterback that can lead you to a Super Bowl down the line. I just don't see it. Aaron says, I bet you were happy to see Green Bay go down last week. Yeah, it's always fun. That's, uh, that was about the highlight of Sunday. Uh, we had a great JV win on Sunday, so shout out to uh, th- those guys. You know, we went to St. Norbert's and had a really fun uh, Sunday that was really, really good for our program. Um, just to get a win after after you know how tough Saturday was, but outside of the JV win, you know seeing uh, seeing Green Bay go down was was a highlight for sure. Ed says, Coach, talk some NASCAR with us. Talladega coming up. So who do you see as your NASCAR guy? I, I have no idea. I, I know a lot about sports. Uh, I can tell you nothing about Talladega. The only thing I can tell you about Talladega is uh, Eric Church has a song. Title Talladega that I really like. It's one of one of my favorite songs. But outside of that, I don't even know where Talladega is. Uh, it's somewhere in the south. Might be Florida. Might be Alabama. Mississippi. I have no idea. Uh, the cars are going to make a lot of left turns. Probably a few of them are going to crash. And, and that's your uh, Coach Bruton NASCAR update. Sam says, "Wow, those Cowboys are really playing incredible defense this season. What is making them so good?" Yeah, I think Parsons is, a, is an absolute freak. And I think when you have the ability to, to rush the passer, um, that, that's the biggest thing I think defensively, especially in the NFL now or college football. Like When you have the ability to get after the quarterback um, and make him uncomfortable, everything works better. And that's you know, I, think, I think that's the key. I think Parsons is the defensive player of the year up to this point. And you know, he's one of the uh, more dynamic defensive players we've seen in a long time. So I think it starts with him. And you know, they have good pieces all over the place, but really it's, it's Parsons in that pass rush. That's pretty nasty. All right, we're having the first ever Coach Bruton scolding during the show. So Charles says, "I just learned that you hate Smarties. How could you hate Smarties? They are great, and they even have two new sets of flavors for them. It is time for you to enjoy them again and see what a great candy they are." Smarties are awful. Uh, it, it, it tastes like you're eating like. A, like an Alka-Seltzer, like some sort of like terrible breath mint. Like they're small, so you open the package. You're always dropping four to five Smarties out of the package because they're wrapped up, and you gotta, you know, you have to unwrap them. You can't eat them one at a time. Uh, all the flavors taste the same. But it tastes like you're eating chalk. Like absolutely awful candy. Bottom of the barrel. If you're giving away Smarties um, at Halloween, just admit you hate kids. And you're probably better off just just turn off the light, close the door, pretend you're not home, uh, so the kids you know avoid wasting their time for some garbage candy. Smarties are awful. You said their keyword. They are one step above chalk. So that's firstly where it's at. Yep. <laughs> words of words of wisdom, coach. Yeah. So this was actually a shout out to uh, to Robbie Michael, our quarterback. Robbie was in our office yesterday. We got on the topic of frozen pizzas. Uh, he was trying to proclaim uh, how good Jack's frozen pizza is, and and listen, I, I you know, frozen pizzas, you know, is is my favorite food as we mentioned many times before, and I'm not gonna you know if you if Jack's is all you can get, like I'm not gonna say I won't eat a Jack's pizza, but if you're trying to rank frozen pizzas and you're putting Jack's anywhere near your top five, let alone in your number one spot, you you just need more culture. Um, you need you need to grow up a little bit. You need to uh, experience life. Because Jack's is a, is a garbage, garbage frozen pizza on the frozen pizza spectrum. Uh, it's like the Smarties of frozen pizza, if you will. Um, so, again, you know, I, I don't know if Robbie listens to the podcast, but if anybody listens to this and sees him, let him know that Jack's garbage frozen pizza. 
Fantastic. Coach Bruton, thanks for joining us this week. Hey, Rob, I appreciate you, buddy.